98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Cardinals GM Steve Kime. Kime time. On the Burns and Gambo Show. Presented by Santan Ford and the Arizona Cardinals. You're the boss at Santan Ford. Welcome back. It is the Burns and Gambo Show here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. It's what we do every Friday at 3 o'clock. We talk with Cardinals General Manager Steve Kime. He joins us for his exclusive weekly visit here on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM, coming off a win last week against the Carolina Panthers. Steve, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Doing good, gentlemen. Excited for the uh, big challenge. Uh, team from my home state, 4-0. So uh, looking forward to uh, the excitement out at State Farm Stadium Sunday. Did you grow up an Eagles fan or, or, a, or a Steelers fan? You know what? I actually grew up a Dallas Cowboys fan. I can't oh, lie, and I don't know why. God, uh, <laughs> but I will tell you, when I met Roger Staubach, I almost had a heart attack. It was amazing. <laughs> Staubach and Tony Dorsett. Who was your favorite player on that team? Uh... Probably Tony Dorsett. I did like Drew Pearson too. All right, yeah, good guy. Good guys to because didn't Dorsett go to Pitt? Yeah, yeah, yep. he went to the University of Pittsburgh. Jeez, yeah, see, the memory still works for me. That memory still works, <laughs> or I'm just really old. All right, let's talk about this. This this is a huge test. They're four zero. They got a great defense. They got a great offense. We can't find a weakness outside of maybe special teams. I mean, how much of a gauge do you think this is to kind of see where your team is right now? Yeah, I think it's a great litmus test, and I think it starts up front on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, intensity and physicality and uh, setting the tone early uh, at, at home, which we have not done a great job of, uh, is, is obviously very important. So um, Howie Roseman is a, is a friend of mine, their GM, and he gave me a hard time this morning telling me that some kind of stat they hadn't won out here since, I don't know, what, 2001 or something like that. 2001, they haven't won here yeah, since he was, then? Yeah, he was trying to Lou Holtz me, but uh, I told him that wasn't going to work, and he has a hell of a team, and he's a good job. What did you see out of your team last week that you were the most encouraged by, Steve? You know, again, I think battling back and, and, and playing good second half football, again, that, that doesn't take away from the disappointment that I had and the way we've played in the, in the first several quarters of, of every game, but just, just the fact that our team continues to battle, they don't give up. Um, and, and then things we did defensively, you know, we gave a little bit at times, but uh, Vance's ability to call the right defenses and the playmakers to come up with plays at the right times, uh, to me, is what stood out. Cliff had hinted earlier in the week that maybe things would be done different in an effort to try to jumpstart the offense earlier in the game without you know, revealing the game plan, which I know you would never do in a million years. Can you give us a general idea of what that might look like this week against the Eagles? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you just have to uh, hone in and concentrate more on the first, you know, say, 15 plays that are generally scripted. You know, I mean, that's that to me is, is an area where everybody's got to feel comfortable. And when we're jumping off sides or we got receivers running the routes that are too shallow or the wrong routes or or the, the ball snapped over Kyler's head, I mean, that's just unexcusable football. It's bad news bears stuff, and we have to clean that up. And, um, you know, to me, uh, our home fans deserve a, a good quality of football. I think the NFL seen a little bit of bad football recently, and we need to make sure that we're putting a quality product out there on the field Sunday. How about taking more shots down the field? Hollywood Brown got a huge pass interference call for him, gave you guys first and goal at the six-yard line, you end up scoring. Do you want to see this offense take some, some more shots down the field? Well, I think we all would like to see that, and and then obviously the vertical threat that Hollywood has brought. And I think the thing that probably impressed me the most with with Hollywood is not just his speed, but uh, as you guys have seen now, his ability to catch in traffic for a leaner guy is exceptional. I mean, he's made some huge clutch catches in traffic, which to me, um, you know, not many young younger 
or thinner, leaner type receivers, you know, the Marvin Harrisons of the world, make those kind of catches. So to me, kudos to him for, for having the, the, the hand strength and, and the physicality to make those plays. But also getting Rondale more involved, more vertically. And, and obviously, Zach Ertz and, and Trey McBride now, the presence of him, he's done some good things. I think he'll continue to step up and make more plays. Yeah, no, Brown's on pace for 128 receptions for 1,441 yards. I mean, he is he was a great addition, great trade by you. Let me ask you about the health of your team. We're hearing Rodney Hudson is not going to be a go for Sunday. Is that is that what it looks like? Yeah, that's what I'm understanding. You know, Rod, Rodney's banged up, and there's several guys on our offensive line that are, that are banged up. A couple of them I know are game-time decisions. But, <clears throat> again, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing you can't make an excuse in the NFL. Everybody's dealing with injuries, and uh, certainly we'll have to be ready to play no matter who it is. Antoine Wesley as well. Does it look like he's not going to be ready this week? Yeah, I, you know, I think he had a little small setback, and uh, we're working through some things with him, so I think there's a, there's a chance he'll miss as well. Steve Keim, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show, talking with the general manager of the Cardinals, as we do every Friday at 3 o'clock. From, from your perspective, now that he's acknowledged what happened, what was the week like for you with J.J. Watt and kind of navigating that unique and obviously very scary situation with him? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think number one, the the fact that that private information got out was disappointing, and and I know he was he was upset about it, and uh, rightfully so. Um, and then you know, just the fact that you know, anytime that any of us have a scare in life, and and even though you know he's obviously in tip top condition and and extremely healthy, uh, anytime anybody tells us something about a part of our body, particularly the heart, I think that we all would would have some concerns. But he's he's healthy, he's ready to go, and 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 the the great news is, is he played a fantastic game let's uh i want to ask you about andy isabella and i know you you own up to your misses but that does look like an obvious miss with andy and isabella you got him in the second round and a lot of people were very excited about him with everything he did at umass you guys had to let him go this week he's on the ravens practice squad now tell me about the decision to part ways with andy isabella yeah, you know, I think he just needed a fresh start. I mean, a guy that came out and we thought he was a you know tremendous slot type that could create a separation with his exceptional speed and quickness. Uh, just really never got his niche here, you know. And again, I, not not to his defense, but I mean, we have had some good receivers with Fitz and Hop, and now Hollywood and and some of these other players that uh, have been on this roster. So it's been hard to crack the uh, the lineup for him. But you know, no excuses. I mean, bottom line is is we need a little more production out of him and uh, wish him well in Baltimore. And that was a that was a tough draft overall with the three wide receivers that you guys had taken and none of them panned out. What are what are some of the things you look at in drafting wide receivers? Why has it been difficult to find some guys that could stick? You know, I think when you look back at, at the mistakes more than anything, and that's what you have to do, you have to acknowledge mistakes. You know, sometimes, you know, in this business, we grasp and we get excited about potential and projections. And uh, instead of realizing that guys are highly productive, good football players at the time, whether it's someone like Debo out of South Carolina or it could be Cooper Cup in, in L.A., you know, guys that may not have all the bells and whistles. You know, Debo reminds me a lot of Anquan Bolden, a guy that didn't run fast coming out but just was a hell of a football player and highly productive and great after the catch. Um, so, you know, to me, it just reminds you in the scouting department and in our coaching evaluations to make sure that we concentrate on guys who can actually play on Sundays, not just run fast 40s and run quick free cones. 
Steve Kime, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. I want to ask you about Will Hernandez, you being a former offensive lineman yourself. Uh, obviously, you love guys with a great passion for the game. We we saw that play, the, the replay of that game, what happened in that moment. Do you Where, where do you stand with Will in terms of that, that aggression that he showed and kind of where the line is for a guy like that in a moment like that? Yeah, I mean, uh, Michael Bidwell and I had both had a chance to talk to him, <clears throat> excuse me, right after the game. And, you know, I, uh, on one side, you love the physicality and the mentality to protect your teammates. Yet at the same time, you have to channel that anger and that uh, uh, that mentality. So, you know, we just told him to be smart. You know, he's going to be smart about it. Um, you know, obviously it costs the team. It costs himself. But uh, moving forward in the future, you, you do love the physicality and the way he plays the game. It's just you got to channel that uh you know that that anger. I know you 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 had a great tight end room with Zach Ertz and Max Williams, and obviously the draft pick and Trey McBride. And we got a chance to see him make some nice catches last week. You guys decide to uh, release tight end Max Williams. What was the reasoning into that? Well, you know, Max is, is, is banged up right now, and, and we're just trying to try to get him to a point where he can practice and, and get healthier. Um, you know, and then the, obviously with Trey McBride stepping up and really coming on, I mean, I think that um, put us in a position where we're going to have to get more out of him and use him more, obviously, in the passing game and some of the stuff that Max did in the run game as well. Max last year was off to the great start before he got hurt. You, you, you touched on it a second ago. How much, though, of a vote of confidence is this in the second rounder, McBride, that you picked in the game that he had last week? Well, I mean, I think it's a, uh, a huge um, uh, vote of confidence. But I will say this at the same time. There's nobody that, that we all respect and love more than Max. I mean, he's a, t- a tremendous guy, great teammate, um, obviously been a great part of this organization. You know, his, his whole thing is, is we just got to get him healthy and, and, and ready to play and get that ankle some flexibility and the need to be able to work in a productive manner for him to get back out there on the field. So, uh, you know, we'll see moving forward. But again, I think Trey has earned that right to be out, out there uh, catching passes. So it sounds like you're keeping the door open for a possible Max Williams return at some point. Yeah, I mean, we'd like to keep him around for sure. And, you know, you have that ability potentially with the practice squad and some other opportunities. But he, um, you know, again, he, he's such a quality human being. I can't say enough good things about him. You you guys have gotten some tremendous production out, out of Zach Allen. Six tackles, a sack, a couple of quarterback hits. He's having a monster year. He's a free agent at the end of this season. Let me ask you just what a priority it is to keep him and make sure that he resigns with the way he's playing. Yeah, I mean, a guy who, who has had a little bit of an injury-riddled uh, start to his career. And, and I think that's what you want all these players to do, Gambo, is, you know, you get to a point and you're like, tell me, show me. You know, show me that we need to pay you and prove it. And uh, so far, Zach Allen has done a fantastic job and, and shown us that he can be a cornerstone of this defense. And it's been fun to see because he's used his quickness, his strength, and he's worked his tail off this offseason. Um, you know, but at the same time, I'll, I will tell you this, we, you know, we have guys getting pressure. We have to get home more, though. We have to get people home, sack the quarterback, and, uh, and and be more disruptive in the passing game. Steve, thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, Steve. That's Steve Kime joining us here on the Arizona Sports Line on the Burns and Gambo Show. When we come back, the Eagles are coming here. doesn't seem like they would have any worries. It doesn't seem like they should have any concerns. What would they be if they did? That's coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show. Football Friday with Burns and Gambo. Presented by 72 Sold. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. 
feels like since about Tuesday. In fact, it has, in fact, been since Tuesday. When we first took a real deep dive into this Philadelphia Eagles team, We and we've been saying this all week, we very quickly realized how much better on paper they are than the Arizona Cardinals. They're, they're just loaded. They're, they're loaded on the defense. They're loaded on the offense. Their wide receivers are great. Their running game is great. Their offensive line is elite. Their ability to force turnovers and get sacks, elite. Stop teams on third downs defensively, elite. Got a a reason for me to show up on Sunday? Sure. Yeah, because you never know, right? (laughs) Right. And even Sunday, sure. They're going to lose a game. The Eagles are great, right? They're going to lose some games. They're going to lose some games. They're not going to lose more than one game, too. They're going to lose several games. Yeah, in fact, wasn't there, Mitch, I might have you try to find this on the fly because it just occurred to me. The morning show had on one of the hosts from the station that we had the guy on from yesterday, and he was very cautious about this game. One of the WIP hosts was on with Bickley and Murata today, and he was he was very like, hey, the Eagles better be very careful about not overlooking Arizona. They got to be cautious about this game. And the reason we're bringing all this up now, when you when you have that, Mitch, let me know, and I'll, I'll, I'll call for it. Found an article today that tried to present three reasons why Philadelphia should be worried about the yeah, Arizona Yeah, one of them Cardinals. makes a lot of sense. You know who they play next week? Dallas. Dallas. Cowboys. They play a division game against the Dallas Cowboys. You know, now you're four and zero. I mean, that's probably why they're making sure that you, you know, making sure Jalen Hurts is making sure that you talk about the Cardinals. Don't want to overlook them. They're a good team, but you know, you could get caught looking ahead. The Cowboys, an iconic brand, they're division rivals with you. They've got a great defense, and the NFC East is tough right now. Right now, it is. Um, so that might be a concern for them is that they. Their focus of attention isn't as much on the Cardinals as it should be because they're thinking about the Cal. We don't know that, but that is something that you would at least be concerned about. Mitch, remind me again his name. You just told me a second ago. It's John Marks. He does their afternoon show with Ike Reese. You got the cut for me? With Bickley Murata. He said this. I don't know if the team knows they're overconfident. You don't know what you don't know. They're feeling good about themselves at 4-0, but they've left almost every team in the game here, and if they keep doing it and they do it on the road to a quarterback like Kyler Murray, it could be trouble. Okay, maybe I oversold it a little bit. I thought he said more than that. I saw the tweet, and I thought maybe there was a little more to it than that. But well, I mean, just they could be in trouble. So if you don't play a good game, you know, if you if if you don't if you don't play a good football game, and the Cardinals play a great game, they could beat you. I mean, that's it. But you could say the Jacksonville was up fourteen nothing on them last week. They mm-hmm. they didn't respond. They could have lost that game. None of the games that they've played were like, oh my god, they're world beaters. Like they're winning their football games. But I mean, honestly, have they blown anybody out yet? Um, no, I mean, Minnesota, they pretty thoroughly dominated, but the score was only 24 to seven. Washington, they pretty thoroughly dominated. The score was 24 okay. to eight. Yeah, the defense was great in those two games. They beat the Lions by three. Right. They beat the Jaguars by eight. They beat Washington by 16 and Washington's terrible. And they did beat Minnesota. Um, they did beat Minnesota at home 24-7. It was a pretty dominant game. So that yeah. was the most dominant those, game. Those are the two in the middle there. I, I'm look, now I'm looking at their schedule. I didn't do this before. After the Dallas game. Oh look my at that. God, they don't it's play. pretty easy for a while. Anybody. They're home against, they got the bye week after Dallas. They're home against the Steelers. They're at Houston. They're home against Washington. They're at the Indianapolis Colts. They don't play a team that feels like they've got a pulse until the Sunday after Thanksgiving when they play the Green Bay Packers. I mean, it's just like, wow, that's a really they they might start the season nine and oh, eight and oh, 
Ten and zero, depending on what happens okay, but in that Green Bay look, game. They're going to lose. They'll probably lose one of those Dallas games. They'll probably lose to Green Bay. They could lose to Tennessee. Um, look, they're not going to. They're not going into. They're a good football team. They'll probably win this division. But then, I, 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 there are some losses. The schedule's not great. You're right. But look, Indianapolis. It's on the road. Um, Tennessee is home. They got to play. They got to play Dallas two times. They got to play New Orleans, the Packers. Like, they, there's some losses in there if they don't play well. No, like they haven't established themselves as this. Oh my goodness, they're the Super Bowl favorites. They have not established it. They may get there, but they haven't established themselves after four games as that team yet. The other two causes for concern from the Eagles' perspective, at least according to this this kind of preview that we were looking at. Number one, they mentioned the active Arizona defense, um, which has been good. I mean, there's no denying yeah, Joseph's done a great job. He's done a great job. The, the last 10 quarters, the Cardinals, the last 10 plus quarters, including overtime against the Raiders, the Cardinals defense has played. They've played very, very well. They haven't played a team this well-rounded offensively, except for Kansas City. No. Kansas City was fair. But even this team, you know, their running game might be better than Kansas City's. Their offensive line might be better than Kansas City's. You go against the Rams, you take down Cooper Cup, really, what did they have? They didn't have anything else. You took out Devontae Adams. What did they have? They had Renfro, but you, you hit him a couple times and made him fumble. Like I, I th- this team to me is a more as a really really balanced team. And maybe I mean I know the Chiefs are great, but they may be on that same level as the Chiefs and what they bring to That's the table. That's what I'm a little afraid of with this game because against the Chiefs, that defense was overwhelmed. Now they didn't have JJ Watt. They were really banged up in the secondary. Things have settled down a little bit defensively for them. But I'm I'm a little concerned that the Eagles are so much closer to the Chiefs offensively than anything the. Cardinals have seen in the last three weeks that it'll be kind of a shock to their system. The number one reason, and this is the thing that, uh, credit to you, you keep coming back to, and you're not wrong, the number one reason they mention that's a cause for concern for the Eagles is Kyler Murray. Yeah. And what he, and it is, it's, it's, it's absolutely, a punch. you got a puncher's chance with Kyler. The one thing that it's really hard to kind of count on in terms of what sort of performance are you going to get from him? Cause him at his best, he can do things that beats the Philadelphia Eagles. You right. know? It's hard to count on that every week. It's hard to, hard to count on playing that kind of frenetic level of style every single week. But there's no doubt he's capable of having one of those Kyler games that confounds the Eagles out there. Yeah, you know, I just, you go back last year against Tennessee. Nobody really thought that they would go on the road and win against Tennessee. But what Kyler do? He threw for four touchdowns and he ran for one. Five touchdowns in a game. Five touchdowns, and they were able to win that game against Tennessee. Not a lot of people thought that they would go on the road and win that game. So he does give you that ability to win. Like when they beat the Rams, you know, 30 to 37 to 20, Kyler, you know, 39 yards rushing, six for 39. He went over that threshold. Hmm. He had two touchdown passes, no interceptions. So like Kyler, if Ky- Kyler is capable, that's your, it's, that's, again, that's your puncher's chance. But most of the time you'll lose, like if you play. But, you know, if he has that one sensational game, he could kind of offset all of the great things that Philadelphia does almost single-handedly by himself. Yes, uh, unfortunately, the injury news today, not good for the Cardinals. If you hadn't heard, Rodney Hudson listed as doubtful. Cliff Kingsbury said he really doesn't think the starting center is going to play. So looks like it's going to be Sean Harlow who's going to be the center for the Cardinals. Yes. Of course, we're still waiting on Justin Pugh. We're still waiting on D.J. Humphreys. Both of those guys are questioning. 
question marks going into the game as well. It could be a really reshuffled offensive line playing in front of Kyler, and that, of course, can change things. And the other news, Antoine Wesley had a setback. You're hearing a serious enough well, I, setback. I, I, I don't have all the news on it, but I'd be a little, I, I might be concerned that he's not going to come back anytime soon. Let's see. I think there's a chance Pew plays, and I expect Harlow's going to start at center with uh, with Hudson out. But yeah, on, on, on Antoine Wesley, and I don't have the all the information, right. but what I've heard is it may, it may not be good. He, he, he This could end up being something where he misses some all time. Right. When we come back here on Burns and Gambo, Cliff Kingsbury, it's uh, been an uneven start for the year for the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, but there is an advantage he's got this weekend. We'll tell you what it is next. Football Friday with Burns and Gambo. Presented by 72 Souls. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. John Gambadoro, Dave Burns. We are the Burns and Gambo Show. Happy Friday to you. Here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. You just got the latest in the sports there from uh, Eric Ruby. The baseball scores and everything's going on. What's the next game we have? Baseball tonight. The what Mets got? and the Padres. Oh, the Mets and the Padres. Mets and the Padres. Mariners are beating the Blue Jays 4 nothing in the top of the eighth. Good for the Mariners. So who's not rooting for the Mariners? People like, is it like the, it's the Mariners, and, but like, root for the Mariners. An entire country? <laughs> okay. <laughs> does, does that country even realize they have a baseball team now? No, well, they've got like, a half of them like, the Expos left. We don't have a team here. <laughs> Gary Carter, <laughs> Tim Raines, <laughs> Andre Dawson, Andre Dawson, Warren Cromartie, Pedro Martinez, Pedro Rogers, <laughs> Randy Johnson. No. Oh. Now, Hubie Brooks. <laughs> Hubie Brooks. I can't forget Hubie Brooks. Man, I miss those Montreal Expos. Ellis Valentine. Uniforms, those jerseys, that that logo. Uh, that, that's that's like classic old school. But the stadium right was. Uh, oh, the stadium was hot garbage. But Rusty, stop. Look, <laughs> was pretty good. Uh, anyway, that's the last game on tap tonight. Uh, the Mets and the Padres. All right, so yeah, um, this. I'm going to say this stat, and people are going to immediately understand the reasoning behind it. Okay. And, and it might not apply anymore. Okay. I'm just going to be honest All and right. say this. This might not mean anything Hit me with it, stat anymore. man. All right. Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. In his entire professional coaching career, has never lost to the NFC East. Wow. 6-0. Okay, I didn't know that. He's 6-0. I did not know that before today. Does it? How much weight... Does that um, zero at all? Zero, zero. They, they, the wins, almost all the wins were in 2020, the year they went eight and eight. You go back to that year, they beat Washington. Um, then they had a win against Dallas. They beat up Washington. They beat up Dallas. They beat up the Giants and they beat the Eagles. So they had, they had, they played the NFC East that year. That was a bad year for the NFC East. And that was a good year for the Arizona Cardinals. So they feasted on the NFC East. It's how they ended up, you know, getting to eight and eight. Um, four of those wins came against the East. They beat Washington 30 to 15. They beat Dallas 38 to 10. They beat the Giants 26-7, and they squeaked by the Eagles in that in that Murray Hurts game. That yeah. was that Murray Hurts game that we talked about December 20th of 2020. They beat them 33-26. So 
That's it. Like last year, they played one team in the NFC East. They played the Cowboys and they beat them. So you just, it's that way one year. One year they beat up on the NFC East was not good. And the Cardinals were pretty good that year. And they, they, they won eight games and they beat up on, on the East. I don't, I don't put any, anything, any credit into it. I mean, it, because things change. Things are so cyclical. They, they beat Dallas last year too. That one lone win they had in the, in the last five or six weeks of the season, other than beating Chicago, it was kind of the one hope. The one win that gave us a little hope. Things might be different. Look, the, the NFC East has been—they're kind of having a little bit of a renaissance this year, right? Dallas is three and one. The Giants are three and one. The Eagles are four and zero. Oh. I don't know how much of it is real. I don't know. Like the Giants, do you see? Well, we're going to preview around the NFL, but I'll, I'll go ahead since we're talking about the NFC East here. I'll mention this. Did you see that this matchup in London on Sunday? Is the first ever London matchup With between two teams? teams that have winning records at yeah. the time they meet? Yeah. Think about how long the NFL has been going to London, and this is the first time they've put together a matchup. And you never know until you know, right? You never know until you you play the games and see who's got the winning records. Three and one Packers, three and one Giants. They've never had two London. winning teams play each other. Just in got England. a bunch of London newspapers today from when the Queen died. Why? Our good friend Andy Venn, who listens to the show from London. Oh, British, the British Bird Airways. Gang. Yeah, the British, British Airways. Bird gang, British Airways pilot. Yep. Uh, nice guy. Very nice yeah, guy. Met he, him a few times. He, yeah. uh, he sent me a bunch of the papers with the Queen being laid to rest. Some of the major papers from London. Uh, I got him in the mail today. So I got my London newspaper. Did you want them? I kind of did. I kind of wanted the. Um, I kind of wanted, I kind of wanted those papers. Yeah, I kind of wanted the, the with the queen dying and being laid to rest. I wanted the papers to from that day. Save them. Yeah, just okay. Yeah. I was just, just curious. I, I, I didn't realize you just were that. You were that. Yeah, I had my intrigued co- by the royal life. Yeah, I had my cousin in Milan send me some uh, some of the Italian newspapers from uh, like ten days ago. Um, so. Uh, with, uh, the first female prime minister ever, and then with the queen die. And I, yeah, every once in a while when something crazy, you know, when something like iconic happens, I, I tend to like want those. I even like, I have papers from when, when USA beat Russia and they, in the, in, the, I have that newspaper. Okay. I have it. I have like, you know, when the Yankees won the World Series in 77 and 78, I have those. So I have, uh, but I've, you know, when certain big things in the world happen, I like to save the paper. Oh, I, I do too. I mean, I still have newspapers from, you know, when the Diamondbacks won the World Series in 2001. I think I might even have an ASU Rose Bowl newspaper. Oh, see? I, I think How cool I, I, is I that? might, but I just didn't know. I guess specifically, yeah. It's, and I, when you go through the box that they're in, you go, oh, yeah, that's right. I yeah. still have that. I just didn't realize the queen passing was. That's a like big a big moment in the. It's I, mean, a, it's it's a a big, big I just didn't know if it was a big moment for you. You know, like it's well, a just big. Just like you know, hey, listen, grab a couple of papers, send them to me. Sure, like you know, I was, I, Andy's a great guy. You know, I, I stay uh, in touch with him and the the WhatsApp app or whatever that's the, that thing. And so, like you know, shout, hey, grab me a paper if you can. You never see. Just to grab me a paper. You, I was yeah, send me you never I got him today. If if I, if somebody passing. if somebody had come up to me today and said, yeah. hey, uh, you think Gambo is collecting newspapers about the Queen's death from. I, and I've been like, who the hell are you talking about? Only because it was easy to just say, hey, listen, grab me a paper and send it to me if you can. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, for Cliff, uh, going up against another NFC East. Look, this is this is a big it's a big weekend for Cliff. And not that anyone, I mean, the, the Eagles are still five, five and a half point favorites in this game. The Cardinals have been an underdog every game they've played so far this year. Um, 
This will be a big moment for Cliff and not just because he's undefeated against the NFC East. And that's mostly a number reflected in how bad the NFC East has been. And I'm still not so sure the NFC East is that good. Philly's good. I think Dallas is good. I think the Giants are paper tigers. This is a big weekend for Cliff, mostly because, and we talked with Steve Kime about this at 3 o'clock. I want to see how they start this game. All right, Cliff, you script the 15 plays. No, right? no, I'd rather have somebody else script them. No, 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 no. I'm just, <laughs> that apparently is your thing, your baby. You yeah. do that. You consult with the offensive coaches. You consult with Kyler, and you put together a 15-play script of how you're going to start the game. Man, if you're Cliff and you haven't rethought literally everything that goes into that script, like yeah. one of those things where you go, I just got to do everything different. I've got to do Everything completely 180 from what I've been doing. If we come out on Sunday and it's the same old stuff in the 15 plays, you're going to look at Cliff like, okay, what did you do? What, what's different? What changes did you make? What, what sparked? What so, what you want, to, so what do you want to say? Deep shots, Kyler running. Okay. Deep shots, Kyler running. Okay. Not, not a, I mean, not a ton. But more than what we've seen, I don't want to see bubble screens. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to see throwing to somebody two yards behind the line of scrimmage or at the line of scrimmage. And you want to run a one of those? Okay, I want to see more shots down the field. Are you going to pass out if Kyle lines up under center on the first play of the game? I don't see. I, no, and I don't. <laughs> no, you're not. Okay. I'm not going to. Wolf, I love you. I don't need to see Kyler under center. I don't care that much about that. I want to see Kyler take off a run a little bit more early in the game. I think that's. We've gone over the keep numbers. Them I keep them honest. Keep them honest. Yeah. Keep them thinking. Yep. I want to see deep shots. I want to see more of an effort to pick up chunk yardage rather than dink, 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 dink. And if, if I get 15 plays of dink, 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 I'm going to wonder what exactly the hell happened that was any different than the first four weeks. If you get through the first quarter with no points and there's a bunch of three and outs, I mean, at this point, it's like, okay, do you do you real do you have to give up those plays? Does somebody else have to script the plays? This week, he said, like, we're going to go over these. I'm going to see what they like to run. So this should be plays that the players like to run. You know, what do you guys like to run? Like, let's let's get our most successful plays out there so we can have success early in the game. Yep, one hundred percent. When we come back, it's not just the Cardinals and the Eagles. It's the rest of the division, and it's some big NFL games. We'll preview some of the big ones coming up next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Football Friday with Burns and Gambo. Presented by 72 Sold. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. All right, Thursday night football last night was a disaster. Overtime win by the Colts, 12-9 in a unwatchable, boring. Yeah, would you rather watch cares? that or get punched in the face by Draymond Green? <laughs> I mean, what would you rather do? No, no. Look, you can get punched in the face by Draymond Green once or watch that entire game. What would you rather have? Which one would you rather, you'd rather you'd get rather punched, get in, punched the in the face? Yeah, okay. it's, 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 it's like in an instant, it's done, it's over. You don't got to waste four hours. Well, three and a half hours. <laughs> Mitch, you're, you're, you're a Bronco fan. Never mind. That's too dangerous. <laughs> you're a Bronco fan. What would you rather do? Get punched in the face by Draymond. First of all, let me just say something. You don't push somebody, shove somebody the way Jordan Poole does, 
and then just keep your hands down. You have to anticipate that the guy's going to do something yeah, bad. Yeah, probably. I don't understand probably. these basketball players. I'm going to shove you with both hands, and I'm going to put my hands down so you can punch me square in the face. Yeah. Maybe be, he, pre- get, be prepared. Be prepared that he might want to retaliate. I just don't think yeah. he thought he was going to get punched in the in the face. You just have to He probably prepare. thought he was going to get pushed back. He probably didn't think he was going to get punched in the face. I'd say the biggest, have you seen the investigation now trying to figure out who leaked it? Oh, that is. Oh, yeah. That, that is that now the new story. Fired. It is. It is gone from from what's wrong with Jordan Poole and Draymond Green, yeah. and what's wrong with the Golden State Warriors, and are there going to be issues to who the hell leaked it? How fast can we fire that guy? How did this happen? Because it's now it's got to the point where the Warriors, and I'm sorry, we'll talk about the NFL in 60 seconds, but now it's got to the point where the Warriors don't look like they can just sit around and let nothing happen to Draymond Green, right? I mean, that video was such a shocker to see. You got to suspend him. You, you absolutely you have, have to suspend him. He has to be suspended. Yep, you have to now. The video is out. Choice. Everyone saw what you did. And, and yeah, don't, so. Listen, just, if you're going to shove somebody like that, you make sure that you're aware that he may come back and try to punch you. Just, you know, just saying. I'd, I'm just saying. I'd still rather watch Thursday Night Football last night than get punched in the face by Draymond Green. I don't want to get punched in the I face. Know, I've been punched in the face. So I know. Times. See, for you, it's like uh, it's, it's no, like second norm. nature. For yeah. me, I haven't been punched in the face a whole lot. I'm good. No, I, you've I, never really been punched in the face. I don't you? really believe I've ever been punched in the face. Yeah, I, I've. You told me once about a fight on the hill, but I don't know if you said you got punched in the face. Didn't on get that. punched in the face. In the Did not get punched hill. in the face. No, we met on the hill outside of Curry uh, Elementary. More of a wrestling match than anything. It was. Yeah, it was just kind of. Yeah, match. and then the teachers came out and broke oh. it up. But yeah, that. But that's where you. That's where you met. I mean, your where, teachers would break the. Fu- Our teachers would come out and watch. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I remember I talked about Mr. Rom and Mr. Like they would come watch the fight. A little, little different out here in Arizona. There's gonna be a fight after school. Okay, the teach like you know three or four of the teachers would come out. They'd be like, oh, good entertainment for me. I'll come watch the fight club is you do not talk about fight club. <laughs> Gambo, you lived in like a New York school sitcom or something. My it's teachers just used to like, come watch the fights. Yeah, you 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 didn't didn't break them it? up. Yeah, you lived in like some some hardcore HBO Max drama about life in the streets. I grew up in suburban Phoenix. I mean yeah. it's just yeah, the teachers came out and broke it up. You know, it's your sucked. Hey, I'll meet you on the hill after the school. Fine, I'll meet and you on the hill. Like, Let's I'm do it. Stop and it. the whole school would come out and like circle. There was this big hill outside of Curry Elementary, and you'd, you'd stand at the top of the hill. And I mean, you would maybe last thirty seconds before the teachers broke it up. The teachers were always like running out there. Stop! Stop! Oh, the our fuck? teachers would tell us you can't fight on the school grounds, but after you know, right after, and then they'd come watch. Yeah. It's the difference between yeah. growing up in, you know, the, the Hell's Kitchen, New York, and Tempe, Arizona in the 70s. Big difference. Big, big difference. Um, anyway, I only brought up the Thursday night game because I was going to use it as a way to kind of talk about the other games this weekend. Is uh, there's, not, there's not like one game where you go, oh, yeah, that's the game. I mean, if there were, it's probably the Cowboys and the Rams. Yeah. Right? That's probably the one where you go, okay, what's going to happen there? Because Cooper Rush, what, 4-0 first time ever as a Cowboys quarterback to start a season. Cooper Rush. Or start a career with yeah. four wins. What a great Cooper name. Rush. Cooper Rush. And then the Rams, that disaster on Monday night. they got to try to find a way to put Humpty Dumpty back together. That's well, probably I think, the most intriguing game of the weekend. Yeah, listen, and it, last week it was a little bit more difficult to figure out who you wanted to win the football game between the Rams and the 49ers. But clearly you want the Cowboys to win this game. Let the Cowboys win this game. Let the doubts set in, creep in with the Rams. Let them start questioning themselves. 
themselves and pointing fingers and whose fault it is. Give them a give them a losing streak here. So I mean, it would be great for Cooper Rush to get the to get another win here for the Cowboys. I think the biggest thing from a Ram standpoint is Stafford. He's been sacked a bunch. Didn't play well last week. Another pick six. Another pick week. six. Targeting Cooper Cup way way too much. Do they look to spread it around a little bit more? Does he kind of lean back on his crutch like the way he was before? Yeah, and I don't know that Odell Beckham. Look, if I'm Odell Beckham Jr., I'm looking for the best opportunity to go play and win again. Did you see Von Miller's recruiting him to go, yeah, to, go to Buffalo? But that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like in the beginning of the year, okay, the Rams made a. a but if the Rams are two and three and they're not playing well, you might be like, you know what? I don't really want to go to the Rams. I'm going to go somewhere else. 49ers sticking in the division. Uh, they they make the the Cardinals trip that they made last weekend. 49ers are going to Carolina. Um, and this is it, right? For rule, like this is if they don't if if they play poorly and lose this one, I think I thought last week was it, um, right? But eventually, at yeah, one point, eventually it's, it's going to get him, right. yeah. And I I got to think a couple more of these, and he's done. I think a couple more of these, and Baker's done. I just don't know who you were, you, PJ Walker. I mean, if Sam Sam Darnold were ready, I think Baker Mayfield's done, and they go to Sam Darnold. But since he's not ready, I think at this point, if PJ Walker's your best option, you probably stick with Baker at least until Sam Darnold's ready to go. I think. I, I think you go with whoever's going to lose you the most games. Because if you're one and four, you're done. Okay, if you're one and four, you're done. Baker's not your guy. Darnold's off the books next year. Baker's not your guy. P.J. Walker's not your guy. You've got a draft coming up with several very good quarterbacks in it. You know, so put yourself in a position to go get one of those guys. Yeah. If you're the Panthers, I gotta, I'm gonna change. I went to, I got Baker thinking, okay, maybe I can make a run and be a playoff team with Baker. Once I've realized that Baker's not my answer, I don't want to win football games anymore. I fear what that San Francisco defense is going to do to Baker Mayfield. They're going to, they're going to destroy him. They're going to maul him. On, if the Cardinals were able to do what they did to yeah. Baker, can you imagine what that defense is going to do to him? Yeah, and then Nick, stick it. Nick Bosa is going to have his Nick, Nick Bosa is going to influence feasts, and then sticking in the division, the Seahawks are in New Orleans taking on the Saints. Oh, the, you cannot stop Geno Smith. The, so, well, he's completing seventy-seven percent of his passes. So, he's, in a literal yeah. sense, you're kind of right. He's pretty, yeah, he's stop pretty hard to stop. Seattle suddenly a really intriguing team. Not because I think they're any good, but after what happened last night with Russell Wilson and how Pete Carroll just looks like the Lord of the realm right now for what he's done with that trade. Suddenly they look they look like an intriguing team with the start they're off to. I, I, they do, and this will be an interesting game because like if the Saints lose this game and they fall to one and four, oof. Now I don't know who their quarterbacks are going to be. Come the, you know who's going to be their quarterback at the end of the season? Is it Winston? Is it Dalton? They turn the ball over a lot. I thought they played extremely well last week in the in the London game. I thought they played really well. It was a fun game. Dalton did a pretty good job for them. Um, but I, I you know to see if Seattle wins this game and they get to three and two, like that's they're one of the bigger surprises. They lose Russell Wilson. And they run Geno Smith out there, who's, you know, nobody even knew Geno Smith was still in the league. If they get to three and two, five games in, they're one of the bigger surprises in the NFL right now. The other kind of premier matchups of the weekend, we mentioned the London game, two three and one teams, the three and one Giants, the three and one Packers. That's okay. one of those. The Giants win this one. You're finally going to stop believing in the Giants? Yeah, I will. Okay. As a matter of fact, right. I will. All right.
right. Yeah, just just for you. If they win this, yeah, one. if they win this one and they're four and one, I'll give them a little bit of love. Aaron Rodgers is not. Aaron Rodgers has not looked right. Lost nope. his top receiver. Hasn't really connected with either one of these guys. The Giants run the ball and they play good defense. That's that's them. That's their mo and how they try to win. Speaking of not looking right, the Bucks haven't looked right so far this season. Tom Brady has a lot going on in his yeah. life. Yeah. They're hosting the Atlanta Falcons, a matchup single. of two and two teams. Yeah, it sounds he's, like it. He's and, gonna be. He's gonna go on one of those websites and. It's, What's it, Tinder? <laughs> Hi, I'm Tom. Swipe left if you like me. Swipe right if you don't. I don't know. I've never been on one, but you know. Oh, I don't know. You seemed awfully familiar with the directional swiping. I Tinder, do know Gambo. that swipe left or right. Well, you, you, you seem like, like you knew person, exactly you what direction you should swipe, yeah. and you came up with Tinder I awful am, quick. I know it's dead Tinder, right? Uh, I mean, that's just don't ask me. I don't know. Is that still popular? You guys, are you guys, I, 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 guys I, I, would don't know try to deflect this on everybody else. Apparently, I'm you're not deflecting anything. Of all of this. You, what, you've never I heard of it. I've heard of it. I'm, I've been married for 27 years. I don't know what you're talking about. Chelsea, are about. you listening right now? <laughs> How do you think I found her? No, I'm teased. I'm teased. We met at the gym. Stop. We met at the gym. Stop. When we come back, injuries. Like, How are you doing? Oh, God. You had to do that. <laughs> yeah, seriously, you had to do that. Uh, Want to jump rope together? <laughs> Stop it. Stop it! Well, watch me do pull-ups. <laughs> you want me to just fire the brake? Uh, uh, please, we're gonna talk Cardinals injuries. Play something so he'll stop. Some please, sit up. Just play it. Play it. Play it. Play it.